Hey there, mamas. You are listening to Release Your Inner Power podcast, where we talk about having both me time and being the best mom, sharing stories, encouragement, and tips for taking the steps to release that inner power and that mom guilt. I'm your host, Shauna B. Here we go. One quick thing before we get started. I will be doing a drawing for a fun gift each month. Here are three ways to enter. You can email me to share your juicy takeaways, topic ideas you want to hear, or share a story. Share this podcast on social media and tag me with what episode you listened to and what you learned or loved about it. And if you leave a review, you will get two entries into the drawing. I will announce the winner the last week of each month. Okay, let's get started. I have something coming in January and February that I want to share with you first. It is a monthly membership group of like-minded women that has connection builds community, works on accomplishing something with people in their corner to encourage and celebrate, to take that next step, a place for support to get to your goals faster and happier, to be able to start taking the steps to where you want to be faster than before. Some examples of this group can be like maybe eating different or getting a workout routine, a new routine in general, working on more me time, a project that needs finishing, friggin' planning dinner, working on that negative voice and changing it to a positive one. It's about helping. It's about support. It's about connection and accountability where we work together on motivating each other, encouraging each other, support along the way to open up these these possibilities of accomplishing the next step to what you want in your life. For more information, check out the group in the show notes. You don't want to miss out. If you want to be on the list, get on that list so I can contact you in January. Our guest today is Emmy. She is a certified birth story listener and experienced mental health professional. She is a mom of three. She likes Netflix and drinking decaf coffee, helping her clients, mamas out there, and taking care of her three young kiddos. She offers personalized one-on-one sessions for individuals and couples to help them find their inner peace and acceptance in their unique birth story. Let's see what she has to share with us today. Hey, Emmy, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Shauna. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be such a fun conversation. Oh, I know. I can't wait. I can't wait to get into it. So tell us about you, a little bit about your story and who you are as Emmy. Yeah, I am a mom of three from the Midwest. I uh, am a professional licensed school psychologist. So that's kind of my mental health background that I have. Uh, And I left that career path two years ago in order to be able to stay home full-time with my uh, youngest daughter, Evie. She is almost two. And uh, through that kind of shift, I was able to find what I feel like truly I am most passionate about, and that is birth story listening and um, being a certified birth story listener and uh, hosting birth story writing workshops. Oh, wow. Tell me more about that. I want to know more about birth story. Explain what that is. I don't know. I don't know what um I don't know what that is all about. So I would really like you to Yeah, it's a really uh not well-known topic at all. After I had a 
a really difficult traumatic birth of my own back in 2014 when my son was born. He actually just turned nine this week. So really good timing with this podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a really challenging birth and I, I felt it felt so much heaviness about it and I really needed to work through that, but I didn't really know how I didn't know what resources were available to me. So I had continued to make connections in my local community and then beyond. And by the grace of the universe and God and whatever you believe in, I was connected with Pam England, who created the birth story listening process, which is a guided process specifically created in order to help you identify the limiting belief that you picked up when you gave birth and how to create a new self-belief that is more empowering, that's authentic, that you can move forward with so that the emotional aspect of your birth doesn't feel so heavy. Okay. Okay. So then what is the process? So you explained a little bit about the process, but explain to me like kind of, if you can, in a nutshell, what, how you, how you can help, how you, like if I was to come to you because I had a traumatic um, birthing experience, right? What, and I just say, I don't know, I need help. Like, how would you kind of guide a little bit? Yeah, it would really truly depend on where you're at in your healing journey. Uh, Just like any other healing journey that someone might be on, there can be a lot of stops along the way. There can be a lot of treacherous or not so treacherous, different uh, things that kind of gates that we have to move through in order to get to a place where our soul and our body feels free of that trauma that we experienced. Um, So if you were someone who maybe just had your baby, maybe you were six weeks postpartum, I would say... You probably need to continue to navigate that terrain mentally for a little while, talk a little bit more to the people who were supporting you and nurturing you during your birth, and help to get some clarity on your story and the pieces and make sure that you have all of the awareness and information. See if there's someone in your community that you can connect with in terms of, you know, getting support. If you have a local international cesarean awareness group or anything like that, any connections you can make. Um, and have those heart-to-heart conversations can be really good. But then once you're a little bit further out, once you've explored your story a little bit more and you, a, a person truly has to be ready to shift their story and that can take a really long time and that's totally okay um, before the birth story listening process can be really, really effective and helpful for someone. When I happened upon it, thankfully, I was already uh, about 18 months out from my my actual birth. So I was definitely at a place where I had been doing the work. I recognized how the trauma felt in my body, where it was at, how I could release it. And I was ready to truly transition from someone who was carrying the pain and was ready to kind of let it go. And so if you were a person who came to me at that stage of grief where you're like, I've done all the things, I've explored it. I know kind of you know, where I'm at on my journey and I'm ready to move forward, I'm ready to let it go, then I would say let's book a birth story listening session. Those are 60 to 90 minute sessions where we would sit down and there's a very specific process I would lead you through. So it's not just active listening. It's not just mirroring or summarizing what you say, but it's truly a process that goes step by step that we would talk through in order to help you kind of identify some different beliefs that you came up with, like I mentioned before, so that we can reframe that and you can find the clarity in your story and the meaning in your story and be able to move forward. That's really cool. There, I mean, that's, that's really cool that you do that. I commend you for doing that. Um, there's a lot of things that we don't talk about 
right? As moms, like when we do have these traumatic birthing stories, because it's not the picture perfect, you know, oh, we had a baby and everything's perfect. And now we're going home and la la la, like it's not that story. And so we don't talk about it. And then we bottle it up. And then it makes it worse, like it's traumatic. And then now we're not talking about it, or we're not getting the help. And then it gets so bad that you're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't, you know, I mean, like to reach out and have groups and all of that. I mean, that is also something to be aware of, because sometimes we can get stuck, right? like in the trauma and in the story that we don't even, we can't see that there's help there. It's just not there. We can't see it. So to have to be like open, like you said, you have to be open and willing to do the change and let it go. So I think that that's great because there's something to be said about being stuck after that and not knowing even where to navigate it. Cause you don't even, you're not even ready to talk about it because it's not like the cliche normal way of having a baby when it comes yeah. in all different ways, all different ways, all different who knows what can happen? I mean, everybody's had something, right? Everybody's had some kind of experience. Sometimes people don't have that. And then other times people have that multiple times. If they have multiple kids, sometimes it's not just one and done. Sometimes there's more. Mm -hmm. So I think, I, I think that is really great that you have that to be able to work through. Cause I think that is super important um, to let that go, to show up better, you know, as a, like just you as an individual, but also as a mom um, to let that go. It's kind of like that weight you need to get that you know, off your back, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people will say that after their session, they were able to feel much more present with their child because a lot of people who have this heaviness from their birth will look at their child and be reminded of the birth story and and those feelings will come up for them again and again and just make things really, really tricky. There's actually people who come for birth story listening sessions who have been carrying the sadness and the grief of their birth for 20 years or more. And so these are truly stories that align with rites of passages as a woman and mother in our culture, that if we do not process through them, process them and work through them um, in a way that helps us feel healed and strong and empowered, they truly can stay with us and have an impact on our life. Yeah, for sure. And it's heavy. It just feels heavy when you're talking about it. It just feels heavy. Like, oh yeah, that's definitely something to work through and let go of. Yeah. Um, some people do feel that way and some people don't. Some, it just all depends on sure. your story, what happened and how you feel about it after the fact. So, sure. but if you're a person who, who hears another woman's birth story, or you find out that they're pregnant and you want to share all of these terrible things that happened to you, this whole trauma dumping thing, that's really common in our culture. That might be a good signal to you that there's some work to do there. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's a really good tip. I like that actually. And and it's funny that you say trauma dumping. Yes, that is also a thing. Yep. <laughs> but I do like that you, I do like that you said that, that is really, that is really good. Um, like feeler that you need to work on it. That was going to be one of my questions. So what if you're somebody that doesn't actually realize, you know, that they need to work through it. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah. I did hear you say that you provide workshops. So are those workshops in person? Are they on Zoom? And how often do you do them? Yeah, they're primarily virtual. And so we're meeting, you know, on the virtual realities. 
cyberspace yeah. on Zoom. Uh, and those primarily focus on birth story writing. So I've actually done two over the last couple of weeks. One was for a very specific um, niche of women who were working through a very specific kind of birth story. And then the other one I did was much more general. Um, so within those workshops, we actually generally have two types of birth story writers. So some will be coming to find closure with their story. They want to get it down. They want to get it out. They want to memorialize it for the next generation, for their children to read, for their daughters to glean wisdom from um, as they move to their you know, birth in the future. And then there's also people who maybe their birth is a little bit more fresh uh, and they're wanting to start that, that process of working through the details and what exactly happened. Because journaling, we know, just as a tool and a coping mechanism can be a really, really effective tool. So starting with that process of journaling out our story, telling the whole thing, and then the recommendation in the workshop, which is not for everyone, but it is for some people, is pulling the different pieces out of the story and adding some of the more bright spots to the story to make it something that you would pass down to your child that you would share with a wider audience. So you can really write your birth story in two different ways and use that birth story writing tool or the workshop um, to support you through that process. I love that. That's great. How often do you have them? Do you do you do them like once a month or once a quarter or do you do them more often? Yeah, I'm planning to do them once a month. I think I'm going to skip December just because it's a really busy time for people. But yeah, primarily they will be once a month. Yep. Okay, that's amazing. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And also for anyone who's listening, um, I'm going to put all of Emmy's information in there. So if you would like to reach out to her, share your story and get in contact with her, um, it will be in the show notes just so everybody is aware. So tell me a little bit more about um, your momhood, Emmy, and what that looks like. Yeah, I'm so excited to share that because motherhood is truly my favorite thing. (laughs) I felt like when my little baby boy was placed on my chest in 2014, I was like, this is home to me. This is what I've always wanted. This is exactly where I want to be. I've I finally found who I am. And so as a mom, my life looks, uh, I don't know, to me, it seems chaotic, but to, um, to some people, it might not. Uh, we kind of wake up in the morning. I get my older two off to school. So they go, one goes to public school, one goes to Montessori. We get them out for the day. Then I'm a work from home mom with my own um, business. So I actually go to my mother-in-law's house two days a week so that I can do all my meetings, all my paperwork, all of the busy work on my computer. Uh, And I work pretty much five to eight hour days there, those two days a week. And then the other days of the week, I have someone who comes over like right now. Uh, She's a a neighbor girl who's really, truly wonderful. She comes to help with childcare when I have meetings on those off days or when I have other things that I need to create for my business. And then Fridays, we try to reserve um, as kind of more of a fun, relaxed day so that I can actually have some more connection time with my kids. But I share these things because I think there can be this idea in like the free mama world or the world where you're being a work from home mom that you're supposed to work with your kids at home and that you don't need access to childcare. And sometimes that's true. And when I first started out, that was true for me. But as my business has grown, I realized that my mental health is so much better if I just have the support that I need. So try to um, incorporate that, the, the daycare, the access to people to support me 
whenever possible because I realize that my time with my kids can be so much more meaningful if I'm not stressed and worried about responding to an email. <laughs> right? It's totally, that's totally a thing. I love that you said that, um, that it's, there's almost like an expectation of being able to do that. And that's like totally not realistic. Like, I think that there's, like you said, there's some things that you can do, but then there's others that like, that is just not, it's just not going to happen. You have to, you have to call in your village. You got to call in the people that are going to help you. Um, so you can do that. And like you said, it's so, like so much less stress. When yeah, you don't have definitely. to worry about, I got to answer this email because <laughs> then you can turn into crabby mom without even meaning to <laughs> because you're just wanting like, I just need to do this for five seconds. And like, you know, kids want to pull you in 20 directions. And then you're like, oh, that's about me. That's about my email. Like I need to not be mean to them because so, you know, that's exactly. great. That you, that's great that you had that like awareness and recognize me like, look, now we're all around happy. I get to do my email. I get to do my things. I'm calling in people to help me out. And I can be truly like present with my kids when I'm with my kids. Yes. And I that way we're not, we're not tagging bluey too often. To <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I can. Yes. <laughs> I totally agree with you. That's awesome. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share today? Uh, do you want me to share my superpower? Yes, I do. Or do you, or is that next? I don't That's know. Next. It's okay. okay. <laughs> you want to share, do you want to share anything else? And then we can, then we'll, then we'll hone in on your superpower. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much it in terms of the, the momhood piece. Um, there are some other pieces that I feel like can be really helpful in terms of just making sure that you, yeah, no, maybe cut this out and. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> where else to go with that? <laughs> You're so funny. So um, let me, I like to ask every um, mama that I have on here um, because we wear lots of capes as moms and we have many hats, if you will, and many superpowers. And so I always like to ask my moms the, um, what their superpower is and to share some of that. Yeah, that's such a great question and such a unique question. I feel like we never get asked that, but it's so true. We have so many superpowers. Like we might not be able to fly, but yeah. but there's a lot we do, <laughs> a yeah. lot that we struggle. I feel like my superpower is knowing when I need to rest and doing that. And that's not always easy for everyone. And it's definitely a superpower that I've had to develop over the last 33 years of my life. Um but definitely, like my husband, and I think all of us can relate to this of like this need to always be doing and like this expectation that maybe like the dishes get done right after supper and, you know, then you're throwing in a load of laundry and then you're getting the kids tucked in and somebody needs a bath. But I've tried to hone in on if my body is telling me to rest, that's okay. I can sit down for 20 minutes and the world will not fall apart it'll be okay. And then we can go back to the other things that need to be done. I love that. I love that so much. That is also something that I do. Like if I'm trying to do stuff, even if I have the to-do list, right? Because we all have those, like the to-do list that's never ending, but it's like, I have to do this today. If I'm like, I am too tired for this because I've learned and it sounds like you're also on the same page. Like I've learned that I can do that, like, but it's going to be like a meh when I do finish it or do it. But if I actually rest 
and then do it, I can possibly do it faster. I'm going to do it better. I'm going to be, you know, excuse me, better with my everything better with doing that task and being a mom and all of the things. So I, I, I love that. I love that you said that. Cause I think rest is so important and you're so right. Like we are in this do, do, do like this to do and everything's fast paced and next, next, next. And it's like super important for us to like stop and not be rushing to the next thing all the time. Yeah, definitely. And that's one thing. Another thing that I always say is you control the pace of your day. So even if you're rushing around trying to get the kids breakfast and get them in the van and do, you know, all of the morning routine things, you can actually go internal and say to yourself, I'm going to slow this down. And things in that moment can start to feel a little bit better, even if you have a lot to do in a short period of time. So there's lots of little tips and tricks you can use to help your day just feel better as a mom, even if you've got a lot on your plate. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Thanks for that tip. Yeah, you're welcome. A little extra (laughs) tip in there. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing everything about birth story and about your momhood and especially about your superpower. Um, I'm so glad that you were here today to share this and it was very fun. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I just want to say thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, learned something new, or got a juicy takeaway that will bring in that heck yeah back into your life. I release a new episode each week, so make sure to subscribe. If you love the show, want to share a story, comment below. If you know someone that would love or need this episode, be sure to share it with them. I'm sure they would love you for it. Tag me and find me on social media at Ignited Decisions on Instagram and Shauna with Ignited Decisions on Facebook. I would love to know what episode you listened to and how it helped you as well as connect on social. Okay, mamas, claim your time and release your inner power.